Hey out there to all people, and oddly familiar dogs, this is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy who always kills it on family night, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? I'm doing good, Brandon. You know I always bring my best on family night. I know. Got them pom-poms every week. (laughs) If I don't have something new to show you, I develop a new skill until I perfect it, and then family night is complete after my routine. (laughs) What would you do on a family night if you had to bring a, you know, a song or a dance or some kind of talent? What would you bring? I'm a really good whistler, but I don't really like whistling in front of people. So nothing. I'd bring nothing, Brandon. That's totally embarrassing. I know, right? I can whistle pretty much anything I want. You remember how we were talking a couple weeks ago about how I could just jam and play Mega Man on a keyboard? I I literally can whistle anything I want, Brandon, so I can entertain myself for hours. Holy shit. I know. It's like a superpower, but it's not useful. In <laughs> the, the chosen one. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, how are you doing, Brandon? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Nice. And I would play the spoons. Not that you asked. I wasn't. Well, I mean, I would have asked if I remembered that we talked about that, but like my mind moved forward already. <laughs> um, but I don't think yeah, you would play uh, the spoons. I, I didn't do anything this week. No? No. That's okay. No. For the first time, I am not... At my house today, I am up in a cabin by a lake, so uh, yeah, if there's some like weird sounds or whatever, like the sound of water or something, it's because I'm in a different place today. Wow. It's exciting. Even more remote podcast than usual. I know, right? Like, we are even further away than we normally are. <laughs> We're in two different places. This is crazy. <laughs> nah, so like, uh, as you're talking, I can ignore you and look out and see the water. <laughs> Wow, that sounds lovely. That's so rude. I wouldn't do that. (sighs) Cortland, I think we should just get into it today because we we have have quite an episode. Oh my God, we have to. We need to cut this jibber-jabber short. (laughs) (laughs) Today we're talking about My Hairiest Adventure. Yeah. Cortland, what did you think of this? All right, Brandon. Um, I got to be super honest with you. Yeah, lay it on me, man. Okay. Um, I don't like this episode. Um, I think it's probably the worst one so far, and I don't understand uh, any of it. I don't think I understand a single thing of this episode. <laughs> I have so many questions. We're going to have a lot to talk about, I feel. And there's either... no answers. <laughs> I... <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. So, I think this is either going to be the very longest episode or the very shortest, because it's going to be like, Brandon, why did this happen? And you'll be like, I don't know. And then we'll say, well, I guess we have to move on. <laughs> so there's no answers. Yep. <laughs> So, this episode is kind of a mess. Yeah. Um, the acting is universally terrible. Yeah. Uh, the sound, there's a lot of weird sound issues with this episode that- Okay. I thought I was, like, uh, hallucinating or something. I don't know. The main kid, though, like- Yeah. What's going on? What is this? So, every single line that he says- I feel like it's dubbed over. Yeah, like, like ADR. ADR. Yeah, what the fuck is going yeah. on? I could see his I lips don't moving, know. and they did not match up with what he was saying sometimes. And I was like, huh? <laughs> What's going on <laughs> yeah. in this episode? What is this? Like, maybe this kid just sucked, like, even more than the other kids somehow. And they were like, all right, we've got to do something. So they got somebody who was, like, only a little bit bad Yeah. to do the voices. I don't know. I don't know. It's such an odd situation, but it sticks out. 
it's kind of like, but yet not really at all, like in um, in Hocus Pocus, where the guy who played Thackeray Banks or whatever has a different voice than the kid that plays him at the beginning of the show, so they they yes. like dub over him. It's like that, except done horribly wrong. Yeah, it's not very good, and I, it's just it's so weird. Like when you're translating a book to a TV show or a movie, yeah. like. You've either got to cut out a lot of, you know, the character's inner monologue, or you've got to somehow, like, translate it and, like, show what they're thinking or what they're doing. But in this, I don't... He's either narrating out loud or in his head everything. All the time. And it's really awkward. I feel like it almost works a little bit, but I also feel like he's just reading straight out of the book. Which is really yeah. fucking weird. Yeah, it's like like a book, and it doesn't really work in the visual format. No. <sighs> well. All right. We just gotta go. It's over crazy. Here. This episode's crazy, but I'm just gonna say I kind of like it a little bit for just how absolutely insane it is. I just. But I don't understand so much that I don't know if I can like it. <laughs> another thing I will give it kind of in its favor, I guess, is that. This episode keeps you guessing literally yeah. all the way through because there's there's no way you can you can figure everything out. Yeah, true. Um you want to know why though? It's because they don't answer anything. Yeah, it's because so. there's nothing there to figure out, but <laughs> it's you know, it's a good mystery. It has clues Not a good that payoff, lead but a good mystery. Nowhere. Yeah. All right, <laughs> we just got to talk about it Brandon like we yeah. have to. All right, let's get started. Forever podcast. <clears throat> We're going to be here for another week, and then it's going to be the next episode. We're not going to have any notes. It's going to be horrible. Let's go. (laughs) All right. The episode starts with a rockin' tune. A teenage boy with floppy hair is running down the street carrying a guitar case. The boy, whose name is Larry, says to us in a voiceover, I'd like to meet the guy who said dogs are a man's best friend. And we see a gaggle of dogs, big and small, chasing him, barking. Right. He says, get away and leave me alone, you dumb dogs. I know that, okay, the way that you're talking is because he's such I'm, a horrible actor. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm trying to act horribly, but I'm like, man, I'm still doing a better job you, than him. You this are. This isn't working. <laughs> you know, I heard that out of the TV when I was watching, and I was like, shit, Brandon's going to knock this out of the park. R.L. Stein is going to be like, yo, Brandon, you want to be in my hairiest adventure when I do <laughs> They do the filming for it because you're you're gonna crush it, crushing it, Brandon. Shit, yeah, I am. RL, gonna be in that. More dogs join the hunt now, swarming in from God knows where. As he continues, this isn't the first time this has happened either. Every time these mutts see me, they act like I got a pocket full of liver. Okay, um, why are there dogs everywhere? I don't know. This is like a neighborhood of dogs. That is my probably my biggest question is why are there so many wild dogs in this neighborhood? I don't know. The dogs have taken over. Like I know why there's so many, but why why are there? Like we'll, we'll talk I about mean, it I don't know why there's so many. Like I know why there's dogs, but <laughs> this is a lot of dogs for any neighborhood. Yeah. <sighs> he catches a brief break when he loses them around a corner and he's huffing and puffing. He says to us, you hear that shit? I have these stupid allergies. The doctor said no running. Easy for him to say, 
he doesn't have a pack of hounds running after him all day. And we see him running across lawns as like eight dogs chase him. Yeah. He finally gets the idea to jump into a tree in hopes that no one saw him because he must look like a big jerk. Yeah, I don't understand that, but whatever. (laughs) I don't know. But on the bright side, dogs can't climb trees. He taunts the dogs as they bark up at him, saying, Ha ha, try to get me now. We hear a slight cracking sound, and he looks to see the massive tree branch that he's sitting on is Mm -hmm. somehow breaking from his tiny little weight. Yeah, this kid, how old do you think this kid is? Like, 14, maybe? Yeah, he's like 13, 14. Yeah, this tree branch, unless the tree was, like, dead, it would be fine. <laughs> the tree finally snaps, and we cut to commercial. Everything thus far, except for the scream he has when he's falling on the tree branch, everything has been a voiceover. He has not spoken a word yet, except for what he screamed when he fell out of the tree. Yeah. Do you think... They just recorded the voiceover and all of the dialogue, like, in the same session. That could be it. They were like, here, dude, just literally read the the entire script for your character. They handed him the book, My Hairiest Adventure, and they were like, just start (laughs) reading, bro. And then he did. Yeah, we'll just cut out the parts that your character says. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It's so awkward. This is, I just, you know, I look at this episode and I think to myself, like, what if Ron Oliver directed this? Because, uh, not gonna lie, like, the shots that they do are really fucking boring, too. There's nothing, there's no pizzazz in this episode. There's none of those Dutch angles. Like, some of the scenes, they start too early, so they're, like, you know, like, two seconds of walking before, like, the dialogue happens. I don't know. It's just, like, if Ron Oliver had this episode, what would it have been? Better? Uh, Yeah. I mean, for sure. Better, but... Only so much better. When we come back from commercial, Larry's sitting on the ground and he's using his guitar case as a shield. Mm -hmm. A girl's voice calmly tells the dogs to get out of here. Larry helpfully tells us that this is Lily, his best friend. The dogs are like, oh fuck, it's Lily, and they scatter. Why? I don't get it, but whatever. (laughs) Larry says, Lily is pretty cool. For a girl. This dude is is like 13 or 14, like we said. Like, he's a little too old for that kind of thing. Well, kind of appeased to the masses, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) What what does that mean? I mean, it's like, you know, the The sexist masses? No, like the nine-year-old kids that think that... Yeah, uh, like the no girls allowed, like, uh, cooties thing. Like, that's that's like eight years old. Like, he's, he's too old for that. Yeah, well, he maybe he has the mind of an eight-year-old, Brandon, okay? I mean, so far, I don't think that that's um, not out of the realm of possibilities. Okay. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go with that. <laughs> He's got the mind of something. Anyway, he continues. She always wears this gold coin around her neck, and she has the wickedest eyes. One is brown, and the other is blue. You okay? Yeah. You can cut this out, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> I was just like... I mean, just right away, just like in that the mummy one, I was like, okay, this this chick is a dog. <laughs> She's either a dog or David Bowie. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yes, they're like, yeah, look at these defining features that won't be important later in the story. <laughs> yeah, what is it called when you have two different colored eyes? Hemochromactia or something? I don't know. I just put that one out of my something ass. like that. Something close to that. The only person that has double-colored eyes is, like, David Bowie, though, so... Do you think this girl has actual dual-colored eyes, or do you think it's just, like... Hell no! Okay. Alright. We can move on now. 
Okay. <laughs> Larry is like, I wish I knew what was up with them dogs. And Lily mumbles, I don't know, Mary. Larry may constantly your fear. <laughs> okay, see, that's why I asked if you think she had dual-colored eyes. Because I was like, all right, I can understand them picking such a horrible actress if they were like, we just need one girl that has a brown eye and a blue eye, you know? <laughs> But <laughs> I mean, I didn't think of it from that perspective, but they, they were like anybody, anybody you got, you want to be in showbiz, you got different colored eyes, please come, come and you don't even have to try out. We'll just give you the part. And that that's what I figured I'd say. Happened. I'd say maybe, but all the other actors aren't really much better. So, Ugh, so true. Even the parents just, aren't great. Like they're better, but they're no. great. They're just like bad, but with a little bit more experience. Larry says, thanks, that's what I needed to hear. And we swipe to the next scene, which is kids playing terrible rock music. So bad. I'm really glad that they didn't even try to make them play good music because it's so bad. No, they're definitely not like, you know, trying to do well, but, you know, out of tune or something like they're they're just all pulling strings and pressing buttons at random. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's nonsense. Larry says that him and Lily are in a band with their friends Jared and Manny. They play in the garage of an empty house. And actually, a lot of houses in the neighborhood are empty now. Hmm. Wow. But they left the electricity on, so score. Sure, okay. Larry acknowledges how shit his band is, which is good. I'm glad mm-hmm. that they, they don't have any illusions that they're okay at this. They're, yeah... Even playing anything coherent. (laughs) Even playing music. So they've got Larry on electric guitar. This kid named Jared, who's in a sweet tie-dye shirt. He's on keyboard. We've got the cool guy Manny on acoustic guitar. And Lily on tambourine. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just love it when they're like, and the girl, you can just have a tambourine. (laughs) I think it's so ridiculous. Yeah, this was seems like a situation where there was just there was just instruments in a room, and they all like just ran to the first ones they could get their hands on, and Lily was the slowest, I guess. You're not gonna lie, like I have no musical skill. I'd be the one with the tambourines. (laughs) But they've got an electric guitarist and an acoustic guitarist, but no drummer. No, that's where the tambourine comes into play. (laughs) (laughs) fill in for the drums that works no it doesn't it's terrible jared calls for an improvised keyboard solo and he just mashes out some garbage oh man the other kids try to tell him to cut it out but he's just jamming he's into it it's like he's not even playing anything it's literally just him like rolling his hand across the keyboard like if this was piano lessons can be murdered dr shriek would be like the fuck you know, he would go crazy <laughs> yeah. over this shit. This is what mad. happens when you give, like, a two-year-old, yes, you know, a piano. This is what it will sound like. Jared finally stops and says, didn't we sound great? Larry says, uh, no, we sounded like shit. And he rolls his eyes two full times. Dang, I gotta go look at that. <laughs> Jared is confused. He's like, did you guys even hear my keyboard solo? And Manny snaps back, yeah. That's the problem. That's a good one. I laughed at that. That was pretty good. He got a burn in. He is the cool guy. I wish he was in the episode (laughs) for. Yeah. 
Larry says that they have an audition coming up for their first gig at a kid's birthday party. Right. Like, what? Why? Why, though? <laughs> they, they like, booked their first gig before they even picked up their instruments. Yeah, I don't understand. I feel like that's, like, that's a thing that kids would do. I do, too. Like, like I could imagine myself just deciding, like, you know what? Let's make a movie. And then, like, before we even get a camera, we're like, all right, I'm going to put my name down for this film festival. Larry narrates, but then something happened that made dogs, allergies, and lousy bands seem like small potatoes. God, I forgot he said small potatoes. <laughs> he says small potatoes. He says a lot of weird things. This kid's weird. I don't know if he's, if he's just, like, trying to sound hip or something, but he just uses, like, weird colloquialisms rl stein he had that written in the book right there small potatoes yep we see manny pick up a bottle from a shelf in the garage the label says instant tan jared wants to slap that shit all over himself like right away yeah manny and lily agree and they all take turns grabbing a handful of the goo jared says cool we'll all be bronze gods for the audition it's for a children's birthday party (laughs) (laughs) it's not really an audition no larry however wants no part of this saying you guys are stupid you don't even know where that stuff came from jared busts out the megaton burn telling him harry larry king of the wimps larry tells him to fuck off with that this harry larry thing comes up a few times and it's like i I don't get it no is that even I think there's one part where Lily's like, oh, you always check your hair. Because, like, this Larry kid, he's got kind of, like, he's got some 90s hair. It's kind of poofy. I don't know how to explain it. Kind of reminds me of the kid from Kazam, I think. Yeah, I can see that. They've got that similar 90s style. But there's there's never really a point where he, like, stops to, like, check his hair or, like, brush his hair. Any of that nonsense. So, I don't know. And you know what I think that is? I think that's like a trait that must have existed in the books, but they just didn't bother adapting it into the TV show, but they still kept these lines about how much he loves his hair. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And that would make a lot of sense. Lily chimes in saying, with your blonde hair and a tan, you'd look great. Oh, Jesus. Larry's face cycles between every emotion before settling on intrigued. (laughs) He says, you think... And Lily tells him, definitely. I mean, so Larry goes over and grabs a squirt of that lotion as well. Oh my God. Jared gives him an, all right. Why? Manny takes another look at the bottle and says, damn, this stuff is seriously old. It says, caution, do not use after 1991. <laughs> Cortland, that's like five years ago. I know, right? Oh my gosh. I thought it was, like, if you're going to do that, make it be, like, 82, you know, or 79. Something that's a little bit older. Like, who cares if your yeah. tan lotion is, like, four years Yeah, like, when date. he said that, I was like, wow, that is really old. And then I thought, no, <laughs> and then it's like, actually oh, not that old. It was, like, three months <laughs> after yeah. the film was shot, or after the show was shot. Suddenly, Jared looks very worried, and Larry cries out like he's in pain. Yeah. His friends, being good friends, go to help him. But we're only five minutes into the episode right now, so you know that oh, this is a fake out. Fuck, we're only five minutes in? I thought we've been talking about this. We've been talking about this for almost half an hour. I thought we were almost done. 
No. <laughs> Nothing has happened so far. Ugh. All right. Larry tells his friend, psych! And Jared tells him, you're going to pay for that. Yeah. Jared and Manny grab spray paint cans from somewhere and slowly walk toward Larry. Yeah, what's going on? I don't... They were like, you're going to pay for this fucking Larry. And they grab their spray you're cans. You're going and they to like, pay. They're going to pay. <laughs> Shake them and they're walking on them all menacing like, I didn't understand what's going on, but whatever. Continue. Yeah. Larry keeps yelling, back off, back off. Suddenly, Larry's voice gets very weak, and he begins to trail off. Oh, right, then this part happens. he faints. Yeah, he faints, and all of his friends just stare at him for, like, a good five seconds before they fade into the next scene. <laughs> like, is he dead? Yeah. I don't know. Did you guys see that? Are we looking at the same thing? Is this Larry? Like, they're all just <laughs> staring at him as he fell to the ground. He does this a lot, probably. They're like, God damn it. All we try to do is to have a jam sesh, and he fucking faints again. So, we've got a good amount of the characters now. Oh, yeah. So, let's meet them. This is probably the part where uh, I was looking forward to the most, because I didn't look these people up at all on IMDb, so I expect you to wow me with their talent. (laughs) Alright, you're either going to be very disappointed, or you're going to be like, that makes sense. Okay. So, Larry is played by Aaron Bartku. And I thought he looked really familiar. You thought wrong, though, didn't you? But the dude was in practically nothing else. (laughs) I mean, like, his voice isn't that bad. And he... No, never mind. He's not really good. He's not good at all. I can't really think of any redeeming qualities. No, he's not good. He was in three episodes of Flash Forward as Boy in Class, Boy in Cafeteria, and Grotesque Boy... (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay. I love that transformation. It's like Which a is a great credit to have on your resume. boy. Yeah, I want to see that transformation a little bit. That's pretty great. Yeah, it's like this episode transforms, but over a longer period of time. I'm not going to lie, though, Brandon. I was really worried that you were going to say three episodes of Goosebumps, and I was going to be like, all right, <sighs> we might need to reconsider. <laughs> no, they uh, learned their lesson. Okay. Whew. The next one is Lily who's played by Courtney Grigg. Okay, let me guess. She, She's been in nothing else. Oh, she was in oh. almost nothing else. Okay, all right. With her only other credit being an episode of Forever Night, which came out <gasps> the same year as this episode. I was literally so just It was probably like back to back, and then they were like, no. For, so I was just looking at Forever Night because... I was looking at a list of horror anthology shows, and for whatever reason, that appeared Mm -hmm. on there. That's the one where it's a vampire cop. Yeah. (laughs) We mentioned it a few episodes ago. Yeah, okay. All right. Get it, Courtney, I think your name was. (laughs) (laughs) Except she didn't. No. She She had, like, one month where she was an actress, and then that's it. Yeah, and then they were like, wait a tick. (laughs) Get out of here. So the other two kids actually fared a little better in the acting game. Oh, nice. Okay. Jared was played by Josh Wittig, who was in six whole episodes of Wind at My Back. Gorgeous. Okay. Right. And he had a role in the Disney Channel original classic, Cadet Kelly. Nice. You love Cadet Kelly. It's good. Yeah. Cadet I mean, Kelly's Christy good. Carlson Romano, like nothing can beat her, so. Yeah. How can you go wrong? You can't. It's impossible. Manny was played by Mauricio Rodas, who has the most credits of any of these kids, but that. his roles are listed as things like 
tough number one in Who is Cletus Tout, Thug in an episode of something called Doc, and Strung oh. Out Man in an episode of Mark. Oh my goodness, you what a what a range you then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he's a type. I mean, he's got more roles than we do, but like, wow. We transition to a man looking at Larry on a bed, saying, "You've been running again, haven't you, Larry?" Oh, damn it, Larry! And no, this you is can't run. <laughs> this is Doctor Merkin. Is that his name? I didn't even catch that. You know what? Because <laughs> yes. I didn't really fucking care. That's his real name, Doctor Merkin. That sounds vaguely threatening for some reason. Well, Doctor Merkin's making a house call. Mm-hmm. He does that. Let's talk about Larry's room for a little bit. Oh, it's I awesome. Thought, <laughs> you thought it was awesome? I love that he has, like, the Venom poster on his wall. And I think he has, like, an yeah. Iron Man one, too. And then he's got, like, a bunch of car posters behind him or something. Like, oh, I don't care about the He's got so posters, many car but... posters. I thought it was very sparsely decorated for, like, a TV room. That's true. I always see TV shows in kids' rooms, and I'm like, man, no one has a room like that. Like, it's so decorated but this right. is just like a plain pea green walls with <laughs> car posters slapped here and there because boys like cars and a guitar leaning against the wall i think there's a keyboard up on a um on a shelf or something somewhere too but i um okay let me just like roll back the rock to the start of that conversation and um mm-hmm. i i do like the venom poster okay i thought that was a really cool touch i like venom okay yeah I did I did see that that was cool, and Venom was very cool in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, you don't really see a lot of, like, copyrighted... Yeah, that's uh, the part. Well, uh, like, this was on characters. Fox Kids, and, I mean, I know that the Spider-Man animated show was on Fox Kids too, but even so, like, that's... I don't know. It was fine. The room was alright. So Dr. Mark gives Larry a shot and says, That wasn't so bad now, was it? Larry's dad... Who looks a little bit like Jim Belushi, asks why he had to have another injection, as he wasn't due until next week. The doctor explains that if Larry gets too overheated, it aggravates his allergies. Sure. Mom says, wait a minute, dude. You mean it's getting worse? And Merkin basically tells her, I don't know, we just have to wait and see. (laughs) To which Mom and Dad kind of give a look to each other, which they do a lot. It's pretty much all they do. Yeah. They just look at each other like, mm, fucking, you seeing this? Oh, secrets. So here's the rest of the characters, basically, that matter. Okay. Wait Dad is played by Rick Reed. And this guy has a respectable list of credits, including the requisite appearance on Psy Factor, Chronicles of the Paranormal. Nice. And an episode of The Outer Limits. Okay. And just this year, he was in a TV movie called The Clue to Love. Oh, man, that sounds special. That sounds hallmarky. gonna say. Mm-hmm. Now, Mom was played by Allison Hope, who was in this and one episode of Wind at My Back. Hmm. But it was a two-parter, so I'm going to give her credit for three uh, roles. Well, she got paid for three roles. <laughs> so, good job, Allison. Yeah, sure. Now, Dr. Merkin... Oh, I forgot. He's played by... Oh, my God. These are surprising me. I don't know what's happening to me. (laughs) Forgot about him. You've seen this episode too many times, Cortland. Well, uh, like, I... Twice? For some reason, I thought you already covered him. I don't... (laughs) Like, you did him (laughs) first or something. (laughs) No. Well, this one's exciting. Dr. Merkin is played by Dan McDonald, 
who literally just did this episode and then retired from acting. <laughs> oh, okay. You know what? Okay, so for example, if we started the podcast, very beginning of the podcast, this is the first episode we covered, pretty sure we would never continue to, so... <laughs> <laughs> I understand his lifestyle and his and his choices that he made. He's got to do what's best for him. This uh, episode obviously took a toll on him mentally. Yeah. He's like, fuck this. I'm out. Taking this Venom poster with me. But I quit. Arl Stein's like, no, please. <laughs> I was hoping you would be like our Dr. Vink. Dr. Merkin. Nope. Merkin out. <laughs> We fast forward to later that night, where Larry is narrating out loud to his cat Jasper Again. that he thinks it was that instant tan stuff that made him feel sick. But he loudly continues, But I can't tell Mom and Dad. They'll kill me if they knew I used some old stuff I found in a garage. Right. He then looks into a mirror next to his bed and says to himself, I guess, Stupid tanning lotion. I actually think I'm getting whiter. I love that line. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, man. Because this kid is like pale white. It's so funny. <laughs> think I'm getting whiter. <laughs> oh, my God. This kid is ridiculous. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. He calls everything stupid. Stupid dogs. Stupid friends. Stupid tanning lotion. Yeah. Jasper suddenly gives a meh and jumps off Larry's lap. Right, yeah. Larry is like, the fuck is wrong with you? You're then he looks down too, at his Jasper. hands, and there's a tiny patch of hair on the back of his hand. Mm-hmm. This is where it all begins, Cortland. I know. Let's just fast forward. Can we be done with this episode? <laughs> We're like six minutes into the episode now. Ugh. Larry begins looking through the medicine cabinet in a pretty cool shot from inside the cabinet. Mm-hmm. I did notice this and thought it was interesting. Yes, it's he the says, only interesting shot they do. What have I done to myself? (laughs) Even though he must have only been in there for like a minute or so, Mom knocks on the door asking if he's alright. Yeah. He just shouts back asking if they have any hair remover. Oh my god. Mom and Dad are both outside the door like, huh? Larry says, never mind, and grabs some hair clippers and goes to town on his hand. Humming to cover up the noise, I guess? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. He's got these electric clippers that look like they were from, like, the 60s. And he's shaving, like, yeah. the arm hair on, like, the top part of his hand. And he's like, hmm, because his parents are just standing outside the door asking him what the hell he's doing. It's just all really stupid. It is. Very. But the humming isn't fooling anyone. And Dad asks if he could just, you know, go in and get his razor. Larry's like, can a guy get some privacy around here? And Dad goes, jeez, bit my head off. Yeah. The next day, Larry approaches Lily while she's walking down the street. She says, hey, I was going to call you. Do you want to come over to my house for dinner tonight? This whole interaction, Brandon, I'm going to stop you right here. This whole interaction. Yeah. This is most of my questions, probably. I don't even know what the fuck is going on. What happens? These kids are so bad. (laughs) Larry asks her. Are your parents going to be there? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a weird question. Yeah, considering they're teenagers, like preteen teenage area, like, of course their parents are going to be there. Like, get the fuck out of here, Larry. What the hell yeah. is wrong with you? Does he think she's making dinner for him? God. This chick couldn't make Easy Mac. Oh, I want some Easy Mac right now, so, actually. 
Lily's like, uh, yeah. He says, ugh, I guess so. <laughs> Without even a thanks or anything. <laughs> oh my god. Then the two discuss talking to Manny about today's practice. Apparently Lily called him three times and he's not answering the phone. How so weird. they decide to go check up on him. As you would. A short while later, Larry brings up the topic of last night, asking her if she, uh, you know, had anything happen where she slapped that lotion involving hair. Lily is like, hair, what's that? <laughs> Larry tries to explain hair, like where you don't expect it. Oh, my God. Lily says, are you growing some unexpected hair? To which she quickly <laughs> says, no. Then they go back and forth like, are you growing hair? No. Are you growing hair? No. I loved it, but I hated are it so much at the same time. No, are you? No, are you? No, I just thought maybe you... Then Lily says, hair in weird Harry Larry, hair on his head, hair on his mind, always worried about how he looks. But Larry tells her to cut that shit out because he hates being called Harry Larry. Your acting is so on point for this girl. She's... <laughs> I have nothing to say. Let's just move on. Let's you going. have to try to be that bad. Like you yes, can't exactly. just you can't just do that. I don't understand. Like her mouth barely even opens when she's talking, and so everything is a mumble. I, I, she just has no passion at all for anything in life. I don't know. It's so insane <laughs> to me. I don't. Get and the it. director is just like not even looking, like eating a sandwich. I don't know. Like at some point, you have to stop and just be like. Can you just talk like a person? Like, just a person, please? Like, a, a person would talk? Here's how it is. R.L. Stein has a deadline based on how long it took for him to write the source material. <laughs> so he was like, I wrote that in half an hour. Make it happen in half an hour or you're fired. And the director was like, all right, we gotta <laughs> Film go. Film it in real time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> With commercial breaks. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. So they were on crunch time here, man. They couldn't even reshoot anything. <laughs> it was a one take in... <laughs> Except they redubbed all of Larry's dialogue. <laughs> well, okay. R.L. Stein graciously gave them another 15 minutes to edit, okay? Thank you, R.L. You're a benevolent god. <laughs> hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your coin-wearing friend. Thank you so much for listening into our show. Whether you're new this week or a longtime fan, we always appreciate you spending some time with us. Winners have been chosen for our Patreon exclusive giveaway, and prizes will be sent out very shortly. Congratulations to Faith, Michael, and Matt. If you'd like to support our show and get access to bonus content, become a patron today at patreon.com slash private island for as little as $1 a month. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Eddie, Mia, Tristan, Venice Witch, and Sarah. The Silver Goth, Stephen, Shane, Preston, Matt, Kristen, Gerilyn, Evelyn, Aaron, and Brittany. The Golden Day Days, Faith, Sarah, and Angela. The Platinum Bostics, Bryce, Kathy, Matt, and Farron. And the Diamond Zebo, Michael. Thank you for your support, everyone. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. We make a ton of content for every episode over on our Instagram and Twitter accounts. So be sure to give us a follow there at Private Island Presents on Instagram and at PRVT Island on Twitter. For a quick link, take a look at the episode description. We've got a Facebook group, Discord server, and more. 
I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for his work on the music for our show, aside from this theme dating star from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. This week, I'd like to talk a bit about the Newsly app, available on iOS and Android. If you're looking for a great source to get current news from, this app is going to be a game changer for you. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. That's right, for the first time in history of the internet, the web becomes listenable. You can browse articles from topics that you choose and start listening right away. From video games to the latest updates on your favorite horror anthology shows, Newsly has everything that you're interested in. But I know what you're thinking. Do they have podcasts? Hell yeah, they do. You can explore podcasts from 40 countries, and our show's even on there. You can enjoy some Up All Night with your new favorite podcast player. You can download Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or from the link in the description and use promo code HORROR2021 and you'll receive one month free premium service. Again, that's HORROR2021 to receive one month free of Newsly Premium. Check it out and enjoy listening to your news today. Thanks for listening, everyone. For now, I'll let you get back to the show, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. The two begin walking up to Manny's house, and Larry's VO says, It was pretty awkward talking to a girl about body hair, even if she was my best friend. But maybe I can talk to Manny. He used that same goo. Yes, maybe I can talk to Manny with her in the picture as well. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure she'll have tons to add. Larry presses Manny's doorbell a couple of times before saying, I'm sitting here pressing this thing and it don't even work. He lightly presses on the door and it opens up. Inside the house, we see that the whole place is empty. Right. The kids remark on how weird that is because Manny never mentioned to either of them that he was moving. Mm Mm-hmm. Lily walks off on her own and then calls for Larry to come see something. They're inside Manny's room, and for some reason, that room is intact. Yeah, I didn't get that. No, I don't get it either. I don't get a lot of this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But did you notice that Manny has some of the same exact posters as Larry? I sure did. (laughs) That's why they're good friends. Just moved moved to those props. We've only got (laughs) one. Told you, Arl's died is like half an hour max, people. (laughs) It's like, oh, can we just get some new posters? No. Manny likes the same exact cars. Larry opens a closet, and a fucking dude just pops out. Yeah, what the hell is going on? A middle-aged man in a dark suit and glasses is holding a pile of folded clothes. Larry asks if this man has seen Manny. The dude says, Manny who? Lily explains, Manny Hernandez, he lives here. Oh my god. The dude tells him, not anymore. This place is for sale. And I'm the dude who's selling it. Okay. Now run along. Unless you got enough money for a down payment, then you can hang out all you like. Rude. Such a rude man. He is. And he's very pointless in yep. this story. I don't understand. I don't No. I don't get it. They it's, don't explain it, and I guess weird. it doesn't fucking matter. The kids are like, eh. And he tells them, then Go. Later that night at Lily's house, Larry and her family discuss Manny and his strange disappearance. Mm -hmm. Mr. Lily is like, I don't know about strange. Maybe his dad was transferred. Lily brings up the good point that he didn't even say goodbye. And they had an audition coming up and everything. Mom just says, you know Manny. 
which isn't the first time that this was said in this episode. Yeah. Manny's so just I guess this kid is just like known for not saying away. and doing things. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't I can't question everything Brandon or we're going to be here literally all fucking day. <laughs> I know. I know. Um this scene is also very bonkers. Mhm. We see this spread of food across the table that is just such a hodgepodge of mess. There's mm-hmm. Like a meatloaf in the corner. There's ears of corn. I don't even know. Are those meatballs? Maybe like I don't know what else they could be. Just balls. There's just some balls in a a Tupperware thing or like a, a a glass bowl. What else is even there? I don't even remember. There's like six meals I don't on remember. this table. I just saw the corn and thought, hmm, corn on the cob sounds really good. Dude, I know, right? I wanted some corn on the cob. Did they have good corn over there in Australia? <sighs> We've got some corn. I want some corn right now. Dude, me too. It's like almost midnight, but I'm going to get some Have you corn. ever had grilled corn? <laughs> yes. Oh my god, that reminds me. So we were, uh, I'm just going to sidebar real quick here. It's uh, completely relevant. We were at karate uh, earlier this week. I think it was on Tuesday. And there's a part where like the coach has the kids sit down and then they, they go over like morals and life lessons and stuff. Anyway, he was like talking about you know eating dessert before dinner and how you can't do that and he was like so what kind of food do you kids like for dessert my son raises his hand he's like i like vanilla shakes he's like okay okay another kid was like i like ice cream this kid raises her hand and she says i like corn (laughs) (laughs) it's like for dessert the best dessert of all (laughs) (sighs) so completely relevant on topic right there it was great i love it i love it when the kids say ridiculous things they should make a show about that. Hmm. Say the darndest yes. things. They should find some kind of wholesome host. <laughs> Not any kind of monster at all. <laughs> okay. We should move on. Indeed, Les. <laughs> Lily's mom asks Larry to pass some tuna loaf. Oh, does she say When Larry that? goes to reach for it, yeah, she says tuna. Oh my god. Larry notices that his hand is all furry again. And he pulls it back quickly. Mama Lily is like, uh-oh, is that plate too hot? Let me see that hand. Oh, my God. Larry tells her, nah, I'm fine. And then she's like, beautiful hands. <laughs> if only. That would not be out of place. <laughs> I wish that would have happened, but it didn't. With the power of editing, you can make it happen. Then we see a long, sensual sequence of Lily's dad slowly biting his way down a cob of corn. Oh, my God. God, it takes forever. What is going on? <sighs> Larry notices the stringy silks on his corn, and he gets up and slaps it out of his hands. <laughs> I, it's his hair. Is that what it is? Yeah, he sheds on I Lily's corn. I completely missed that. I thought it was just the little pieces of the hair on the corn, and I was like... He, he thought it looked like air. He slaps that corn right out of Dad's mouth, and it, like, flies down the stairs and bounces down it, and Dad's just like, huh? <laughs> yeah, like you would be. <laughs> my brother used to slap things out of my, like, hands and mouth, so I'm with oh, you, Dad. That sucks. I know. He he was loving that corn. <laughs> he was. It was his baby right there for a second, until it was whisked away. <laughs> Larry covers for this insane behavior by telling him it was corn worms and offers him a fresh piece. 
but he somehow forgot about his hairy hand. So when he notices it again while passing the plate of corn, he drops the plate. Yeah. One of the pieces of corn, like, bounces on the floor and rolls around by Dad, and he's like, the yeah. fuck? He's My corn! Ru- he's ruining all this corn! <sighs> Larry hides his hand in his shirt, but it looks like he has diarrhea, and he excuses himself <laughs> to the bathroom, and he runs away groaning. It's pretty good. I, quick thinking there, Larry. Like, this is all way more embarrassing than being like, yeah, my hand's a little hairy, guys. I know, right? I don't know what the hell you're thinking, though. <laughs> Just, like, slapping food out of people's hands. And then being like, oh, I need the toilet. <laughs> and running. Oh, man. I don't get it. Larry gets into their bathroom and immediately starts rummaging around for a razor. But he can't find one. He pulls up his sleeves and his arms are now full Robin Williams Harry. Mm-hmm. Lily knocks and asks if he's okay, and he yells out, Yeah, I'm fine. But Larry realizes that he's got to get out of there any way he can. Instead of politely excusing himself and walking out the front door like a normal person, mm-hmm. he jumps outside the second-story window, leaving Lily to wonder why all her friends are disappearing with no explanation. But unfortunately, those dumb dogs are back, and they instantly notice Larry and start barking at him. Lily inquires further about if there's anything wrong, but Larry just tells her, Yeah, baby, I'm good. What's for dessert? So now he has a choice to make. Smooth. A gang of bloodthirsty dogs, Mm -hmm. or maybe having to answer a simple question at dinner. We cut to commercial while Larry mulls that one over. I think he should choose going back into the house. No, that's insane. (laughs) When we come back, he still hasn't decided. Lily's dad yells through the door that if this is about that corn, it's okay. They have plenty more. What a nice guy. Yeah. Lily's mom tries to entice him out with the promise of tapioca for dessert. How do you feel about tapioca? hates tapioca. Um, I feel like I maybe had it once 20 plus years ago, and I have no opinion of it either way. Yeah, I feel about similarly, except I don't really care for it. At least I don't when I last tried it. Let's continue. (laughs) Time to try it again. Yeah. The tapioca settles it for Larry, and he jumps to the ground. (laughs) Oh my god. Jumps off like the second story to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the dogs end up not being very much of a threat, because he just jumps over a fence and loses them pretty easily. Yeah. When he gets home, Larry checks himself out in the mirror to see if any more hair has grown. And I feel like you'd be able to feel if there was just giant bushes of hair mm-hmm. underneath your clothes. Well, But, I don't know. When he pulls his pant leg up, it's a tiny bit hairy, and he screams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he checks his stomach and then his back first, and then he's like, oh god, I gotta check my legs. And then he lifts them up and he screams like, like he just got shot. Yeah. And, like, his legs are hairy, but, like, hairy in the way that people's legs sometimes are. <laughs> Yeah. It's not like gorilla fur. Larry's parents rush into the room to see what the deal is. He just tells them, look, and they see the hair and give each other a knowing glance. Mm, yeah. Later on, Doc Merkin is back with another shot. Larry apologizes to his parents saying, I should have told you about the instant tan as soon as all this started. But the doctor says, I don't think that lotion had anything to do with this. If tanning lotion could do that, we'd have a cure for baldness. (laughs) 
I love this part. Again, Mom and Dad look around like they're hiding something as Larry asks, What is causing all this? The dad's expression after the whole, like, cure baldness thing, because he's a little bit balding. He, like, touches his dome, and he's like, That's really good. Dr. Merkin says it's probably just some skin irritation, which is, like, the most bullshit excuse for anything. Mom and Dad ask if it could be nerves, because Larry has that band audition coming up. Oh, and the doctor goes, oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. It's oh nerves. God. Yep. The nervous system does incredible things under stress. Dad tells Larry to just, you know, take it a bit easier from now on. The doctor begins to walk away, and the music starts to get a bit more tense. He turns around and looks like he's going to say something else, but then he just keeps on walking. Larry's voiceover says that there was something weird about the way his parents and the doctor were acting. But like, man, how can you tell? Because everybody fucking acts weird. Yeah, also none of, nobody's a good actor, so... Ugh, that'd be a yeah. tough life to like live. Like, if you live in a world where that's how people just speak and emote... <laughs> I don't it's know. very concerning. Very concerning, honestly. If we were best friends, and you were the lily of the situation, and you talked like that, and you acted like that all the time, I don't think I could do it, Brandon. Like, this podcast wouldn't exist. You'd be sitting there mumbling through everything. Oh, my God. The next morning, Larry wakes up in bed, hoping the hair is gone. His hands are covered by a sheet, and there's a dramatic reveal to show that his hands are normal again. Yes, the magic green goo that is injected into him has worked again, because we've already sh- like been shown that it works. So you just, you know, get a needle every four hours and yeah, right. The hair Fucking Dr. Away. What is what's his name? Dr. Merkin. Merkin. He, he is Merkin. He's got lots of goo. He's ready to go, but only for Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Later on, Larry is walking down the street again with his guitar case. Another dog sees him and he goes, oh, shit, here we go again. But the dog doesn't move. So he actually calls the dog over, and it comes right up to him. Then he notices that the dog is wearing a gold charm around its neck that's just like Lily's. No. no, And he looks right into the dog's eyes, and we see that they are blue and brown. What? Just like Lily's. Oh my gosh, those were two character traits that we were given at almost the start of the episode. I totally and utterly forgot about those. A coincidence. (laughs) So what are you trying to tell me, Brandon? Is this Lily? Well, he asks the dog, Lily? But the dog gets spooked by a lawnmower and Mm, bolts away. I don't blame the dog. Lawnmowers are spooky. They are spooky. Larry goes back to Lily's house to find her mother packing suitcases into the back of her van. Right. Going on a trip, he asks, to which she doesn't respond. Yeah, she doesn't even look at him. (laughs) No, she just wants him to go away. Like we all do. I don't blame him. He then asks her if Lily is there. And Lily's mom says, You must be confused. There's no one here by that name. Larry is like, Um, Lily lives here, ma'am. She takes his face into her hands and tells him, Listen to my words. There is no Lily. Forget about her. Gently shaking his face like like Billy Madison. So, it's clear that something weird's going on here, because that's not how you treat someone who... Was literally just over the night before, right? (laughs) Right. You're just like, um, you must be confused, little boy. 
I don't understand. You, don't I'm, grab I, their you know face. what though, Lily's mom? I am confused. What's happening? What is going on? <sighs> we all are. And it's gonna stay that way. Lily's dad comes up and tells him to get. So he does. And he goes back home. <laughs> yeah, he's just like eh. his parents are outside gardening. He tells them that Lily is a dog now. <laughs> After a couple of seconds, his mom looks at him and says, Oh hi, Larry. <laughs> Yeah, they're both just doing a, a touch of casual gardening. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck is going It's cute. On. Couple gardening. I do have to say, I like how fast this later half of the episode is going. Yeah, I was like at the very beginning of my notes, and now I'm like close to the end, and it was a very quick transition. <sighs> a nice relief that we're almost done. Larry is like, didn't you hear the crazy shit I've been saying? The dog <laughs> had Lily's gold coin, and Dad's just like, Gold coins are not uncommon. He's not But Larry yells, No, it's too weird. Her parents, they wouldn't even admit they knew anyone named Lily. To which Larry's parents give another one of their patented looks to each other before Mom says, You must have misunderstood. Yeah, it's Larry's fault. Gaslighting 101. That's this whole episode, though. It is, but why, though? Why, Brandon? Because that's a good mystery. When you feel like you're the only sane one in the world. R.L. Stein loves that shit. This is trying to be like Welcome to Camp Nightmare, but Welcome to Camp Nightmare did it so good. This? Why is this happening? We'll talk about it more in a minute. <laughs> that's Yes. That's it. Move on. <laughs> I'm upset now. <laughs> Larry is angry that he's not being listened to, saying it has to have something to do with that instant tan, and that Dr. Merkin is hiding something. Why is Dr. Merkin involved now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Mom responds to him by saying, do you want some roast beef? And Larry throws his guitar down, delivering the best line of the episode, I think, telling her, I don't want food, I want answers. I love that line. That's good. I mean, let's be real, though. Fucking roast beef? Yeah, Mom, sign me up. Yeah, hell yeah. Take some right now. Jeez, you want corn and roast Roast beef? Roast beef and corn. God damn, this episode is incredible. It's making me so hungry. (laughs) A rocking surfing song plays as Larry runs away. Mom tells him not to run before being like, eh, whatever. (laughs) Goes back to gardening. (laughs) Oh my god, this episode. Larry runs all the way back to the abandoned garage where they do their practice. He wants to talk to Jared about that instant tan. You know, maybe get it tested. Sure. When he gets to the garage, Jared isn't there. But a father and his son are. So this is meant to be the audition, I guess. I don't understand what's going on. (laughs) At some point, they told this man and his son to come to some other person's abandoned garage so they could play them a tune. And he could be like, yeah, you could play my son's birthday party even though he doesn't give a shit about anything because he's like three okay thanks for explaining that to me you're welcome see it all makes sense this episode's like clockwork (laughs) yeah once all the gears that we're missing get put in by us right (laughs) yeah um there's also a dog in the garage (laughs) it gives a little rough rough and larry goes jared it sounded like him (laughs) what what? Huh? <laughs> this is the silliest shit I've ever heard. 
why what <laughs> if the if the dog was wearing like a tie-dye shirt i'd be like oh right. maybe that is jared no it's a it's a, just like a i don't know it's a pretty small maybe because it's like small like he was i don't know but it looks nothing like him it it doesn't even sound like him <laughs> it wasn't even jared no like if it was sitting there on a keyboard i'd be like fuck it's jared Suddenly, the little kid gets up and runs away from Larry like he's scared of him. Yeah. Which we know because Larry narrates that for us. Thank for you, Larry, for <laughs> letting us know. He looks down at his arms and they're all furry again. Oh my God. The dad comforts his kid like he just saw a monster or something instead of a slightly hairy teenager. But Larry runs away. The music gets really weird sounding like. Let's stop, Brandon. I'll just and he gets some. back to his house. <laughs> I'll the no, I'll do it all. <laughs> I'll do the theme song. I'll do everything. When Larry walks in the door, and we see that he has more hair on his head and a sweet beard. Oh my god! So they did a really good job here because it looks like the cover, though. Like I will give him that. It does. Like it's it's got his faces in the. It reminds me of the Cowardly Lion from. Um, the Wizard of Oz, because he's got like his face in the middle, and it's surrounded by like a mane of hair, and he's just like, "Oh my god, I'm all so hairy!" You know, it's ridiculous. They should have gone like full, like werewolf kind of like hair on the face, but nope, he doesn't have hair anywhere on his actual face. It's like on his chin and on top of his head. Yes, and he is hairier than usual, but he's not like I'm a monster. He is still a monster, a little bit. He calls out for his parents, and then we fade to the next scene. Weird. Yeah. Now his parents are both reading on the couch. His dad is reading a newspaper titled Evening News, with the top story of the day being Man Bites Dog. What? I didn't even look at <laughs> yes. that. What? I zoomed in, and I was like, fucking what? Man Bites Dog? Okay. That's All the right. top story, Cortland. That's newsworthy, sure. <laughs> Front page, baby. Mom sets her book down and says, Come on in here, Larry. Dad lowers his paper and tells Larry, Sorry, we really wanted this to work out. But he offers him a cookie as a consolation prize. Dope, I'd eat that cookie. I know, now I want a cookie, roast Fuck beef, and corn. <laughs> <laughs> the camera turns to Larry. Larry is now a beautiful golden retriever. Yes. Were you totally shocked? No. No, not at all. <laughs> His voiceover says, Hello, get a clue? How oh about God. a steak? Fuck off, Larry. God damn. <laughs> He's adjusted so well to just being a dog now. <laughs> So, this whole time, like, was he giving us his memoirs after he transformed into a dog? Because it... it... <sighs> The episode is kind of like that whole like past tense thing a little bit. I don't know. I'm trying to stretch here, Brandon. I'm trying to give this some hope. No. Okay. No. Right. So, I will say, okay, he's a dog here. We still get his inner monologue. So, it kind of makes sense that we had that inner monologue during the, like, the episode. Because he's he was a dog. He was a dog the whole time. But... Yeah, spoilers, that's, even though it's not. <laughs> yeah, like that's kind of what I would expect a dog to do is to have these inner monologues. And that's because I grew yes, up Yes, because watching, that's what Garfield does. Well, I grew up watching the Beggin Strips commercials where the dog was like, It's breaking! So that's what I think a dog is going to sound like. But the dog wasn't just saying that out loud? I always thought it was his inner monologue. No, it is. Okay. 
But yeah, that's what animals do yeah, because they can't talk. They think about bacon Eddie McDowd strips, is like, oh, we'll go to. Well, he could talk though. Gotta to do one these, person specifically. These it's a great show. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's really not. <laughs> it's like my name is Earl, but shittier. <sighs> Never seen my name is Earl. Mom explains. Doctor Merkin said his appetite might change. He loves tapioca now. <laughs> she tries offering the cookie again, and Larry says, "Eh, better than nothing." The parents are thrilled now that their dog son is finally eating a healthy cookie diet. We transition to the next scene with Larry sitting on their porch. Yeah. And it's the fucking dog from the intro. That is that blew my mind, Brandon. This this was the most surprising thing oh my to come from God. this episode. I was like, holy shit, it's my favorite dog. <laughs> Didn't expect it at all. That, like, makes this whole thing worth it. It does, kind of, right? Like, I wish he would have been like, bark, 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 but that's fine. <sighs> that would have been great, but the, the Goosebumps thing does play a little bit. I was going to say, did you hear, like, the rendition see. of the Goosebumps theme song a bit? Yeah. Okay. Larry even mentions the whole dog from the intro thing, saying, This seems familiar. I know, right? That was pretty good. He explains, Mom and Dad, the Boyds, explained to me what happened. So he already, like, is like, okay, they're the Boyds now. They're the Boyd oh, family. That's I'm not part of it. Except dogs are part of your family, so bada bing bada But why bing. would he want to be part of this family? I mean, they're not that bad. They give him a cookie. But then he interrupts himself to say, Excuse me, I like to snack. While he gets up <laughs> and nibbles out of his Larry dog dish. <laughs> Why? Why didn't they just they shoot feel, this if the dog I feel like eat? the dog just did that. And since they had the, the actor like <laughs> voicing over all the lines, they were just like, All right, you got to just talk over as this dog's, you know, scratching Why? himself and eating. Right. Why didn't they just reshoot that for a second and have it so that like, the bull wasn't there? <laughs> so many Excuse me, I got to have a little nibble. <laughs> oh my god. Wild. Absolutely fucking wild. Larry then greets the other dogs hanging out in front of his house yeah. and continues the explanation. Mr. and Mrs. Boyd came here to be a part of Dr. Merkin's project. Dr. Merkin discovered a way to turn dogs into humans. Right. But now he's back to his old self. Lily mm -hmm. and Manny and Jared come over to hang out and bark at strangers and chase cars, etc. Dog stuff. Yes. A car pulls up and the music goes from happy rock to tense rock. Larry recognizes the car as Dr. Merkin's, and he's wondering what the hell Dr. Merkin is doing there. Valid, yes. The doctor gets out, carrying something in a bundle of blankets. Yeah, some sort of baby-like object. <laughs> he passes it to the boys, saying, I'm through with dogs. It's a little baby girl. Aww. Mom says, you're a good little girl. Welcome to your new home. Jasper. <gasps> what? That was the, That's the, that cat's was the cat's name. name. We get a close-up of the baby's face, oh, and she man. has cat eyes. <laughs> Why? Why does she have cat eyes? I would say that's a. I don't know. Larry didn't Dr. have Martin. dog eyes. 
I mean, Lily had those multicolored eyes, but... True, but nothing was abnormal about Larry in terms of dog-like qualities, so... <laughs> no. So Dr. Merkin's getting worse at his job. I don't understand. I have... This is... Oh, God. I have to collect my thoughts for a moment here. I have so many questions, yeah. Brandon. I have a lot of questions. Oh, my God. Um, I've got no answers, but... Okay. Let's, let's talk about a questions. couple of things. Hopefully really quick, because this, this episode's going to be forever if we don't... All right. So let's talk about larry for a second here and and Mm -hmm. and how jasper is a baby so he injected jasper is a cat all right he she already existed she's not a baby she's a no she's not even a kitten so he injected her with some goo or whatever and she turned into a baby so when larry got injected with the goo was he a baby at the time is that why he doesn't remember being a dog i i think that's what we have to assume based on everything we know Okay. But here's the thing, Cortland. Mm-hmm. Here's some science facts for you. Okay. Dogs and humans have very different lifespans. Right, right. That's why I was, I don't know. Did he rapid age maybe then to that, you know, 14-year-old mark? Because that's like kind of, you know, more than midlife for a dog usually. Yeah. And, oh, man, like these parents... I don't know. They just seem to have given up pretty easily on the whole my kid is back to being a dog thing. Like, after 14 years or whatever, I think you'd be pretty attached to your son or daughter. <laughs> They're not very good And parents. just being like, I don't know, This these injections are just like, they're getting to be too much work. Just, just stop it. They'll just be a dog again. That's fine. But it doesn't seem like it's that much work. Because it's just a fucking injection that he does all the time, specifically for Larry. So all of the other kids were also dogs because Larry kind of said that his parents moved in to do this experiment where he can be a Mm -hmm. human. So that means all the other kids, his families, they moved in there so they could do the experiments too. Why did they move away and abandon their dog child? Wow. I can understand. Why did they do that? Here's my theory is that once like... The doctor decided not to give them the serum anymore. He was like, all right, you got to get the fuck out of my neighborhood now because this is my property. But leave your dog child. I don't I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I don't know, because you'd think that these like these families would have had these animals before. Yeah, because they clearly had Jasper before. Like these are their animals. And like after the whole experiment failed or whatever, like you'd still want your animal Especially since it contains the essence of that child that you raised and loved for, you know, all those years. I'm just going to apologize ahead of time, guys. It started raining really hard up here. So if you hear like some rain in the background, my apologies. Just a heads up there. We're almost done. I know. There's, I mean, it's a shame that they don't answer anything, but also like whatever. Like who fucking cares? Because I don't want to talk about this episode too much more anyway. No, Um, it's insane. It is. And it just in no the sense. script for this episode, it reveals that all the parents in town took part in this experiment because they couldn't have kids of their own, which, you know, you'd probably assume anyway. Sure. But what a... Why are the... The part that You can't me. have kids. There are other ways to get kids that aren't transforming your animal into a child, which has terrible implications like both ways both for the animal and for the child that it becomes yeah because they're essentially two different organisms the child may have essence of the dog or vice versa but i don't know (laughs) they're they're pretty much different 
I don't know how I feel anymore, Brandon. Um, another really big question that I have, Brandon, why are they so secretive about it? Why aren't they just like, okay, Larry, like you're a dog. <laughs> like, you know, especially when he's like, Lily's a dog. And they're like, shut up, Larry. <laughs> I, I, I just don't yeah. understand any of this. This could have just been sense. like the 13th year where it's like, all right, when you're, you reach mm-hmm. puberty, I'll reveal that you're actually this animal. Yes. And just like, be cool. Get your shots and like, you can keep being a people. Whatever. I'm done with this episode, Brandon. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. This episode is a philosophical and ethical mess. Yes. Just leave it at that. Yep. So, Cortland, is there any kind of fucking moral? I, I feel I, like Goosebumps in general just doesn't really have strong morals. I feel like there's a good one that you kind of have to dig for, but like, don't gaslight your children or your children's yeah, friends. That's a good, that is good advice. Gaslighting people just sucks in general. Right, right. You could kind of sum that up to being like honest with people's. Um, if you get chased by dogs, don't climb up a tree, just climb over stuff. They can't climb. So yeah, you'll get away. Uh, don't slap food out of people's hands. I mean, it's really funny when you do though. (laughs) If anyone did that to me, especially if I was going to town on some delicious cobbed corn, I would be very upset. Dude. Yeah, I could see that. You would be so mad. Thankfully, I'll never have the opportunity to do that to you again. So yeah, thank God. Cortland, yep. My hairiest adventure is a terrible title for anything. Yes. Can you think of anything better? Um, it's really hard to come up with something that wouldn't spoil it. Because I was thinking, like, how oh, about it's a dog's we're life. dogs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're back. A dog story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might that might ruin things a touch. Um, hmm. I don't know. I can't think of anything, Brandon. How about like the mysterious instant tan which turned out to be just a complete red herring it had nothing to do with anything it came from the abandoned garage i feel like that's cheating because i think there's one that's like something about a sink or something (laughs) night of the living (laughs) hair oh my god um i'm all fooey oh fuck off brandon i did use that though for my uh the tale of the hunted in, in one minute. Yeah, I remember. It's great. All right, Cortland, let's yeah. move on to next week's story. Okay. Which is a better one. Okay. It is Stay Out of the Basement. Ah, okay. Let's look at that cover. So I'm going to guess before I look at the cover that uh, there's something going on in the basement. Kids got to stay out. Whatever. I've actually heard things about this episode. Not not specific details about the episode, but it seems to be one that people really like. Yeah. Oh, this cover. It's a two-parter. I remember this cover because it is so cool. This is one of those covers that I love. It reminds me of Resident Evil 2, even though it came first. Um, it's got like a door, and there's this incredibly detailed green hand that looks like it's got some leaves and shit on it. That's kind of like latched onto the door from the inside it says something's waiting in the dark looks really cool like absolutely fantastic job on this cover i love it yeah this is like one of my favorite covers even though like it's very simple it is it's It's just a hand reaching out of a door but it's it's so well done like those you can see all the veins on the hands i don't the detail on it is just so good i love it so what do you think it's about specifically 
plant monsters in a basement for some reason. I don't know. Maybe there's like a evil genius guy that's working on making like some plant people. Maybe it'll be kind of like a tale of the chameleons thing where they like absorb the other person and become them. Um, I guess that would probably actually be invasion of the body snatchers, but maybe that's plant people coming to take over the world. That's my guess. I think you may have something there. I mean, it just makes sense based on the cover being a human hand with leaves on it. Like what else could it be? I just don't know if it's going to be sinister or not. Oh, of course it's going to be sinister. Well, some things I've noticed in Goosebumps, there's like sinister implications that turn out to be fine. So I have to keep my guard up on whether or not the twist ending is going to be sinister or if it's going to be like, gotcha, everything was awesome. So gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Exactly. That's what Arl Stein lives by. Well, I think you're right. I think that's what that is. And yeah. it's going to be a better episode. Okay. I mean, I, I know. I think everything's going to be a better episode. You know this <laughs> one pretty well, though? Yeah, decently well. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I've seen people on Twitter when I've asked, like, oh, what's your favorite Goosebumps episode or something like that? I do see a lot of people say, uh, stay out of the basement. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be good. I uh, Yeah, I think you'll like it. We'll have fun talking about it. Even though we had this hairiest road bump um in the series uh, everything's still good i'm really enjoying myself <sighs> well that's next week Cortland. all right i think we're we're pretty much done with my hairiest adventure thank god see brandon i actually feel like we have just scratched the surface of it but there's really nothing more like like we just looked over the edge of an infinite void of questions and there's no answers so yeah. we have to move on <laughs> there's, there's none we will drive ourselves insane exactly we have to we we need to stop we need to never bring up my hairiest adventure again <laughs> for our health this has to be it okay all right let's make a pact here i've been up all night me too i will see you guys next week all right sounds good stay out of the boost bye bye everybody Excuse me, I like to snack.